Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, guys, to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, as you will might already know, uh, this old man of 50 years sitting here in the chair behind the mic is a lover of all music, uh, forms of music. Obviously, some stuff I can't bear, but we all have those, don't we? Um, I love my prog, my punk, my heavy metal, my rock and roll, my jazz, my blues, you name it, I love it. But there is something very special to my heart, as you would all know if you've been listeners of the show for some time, or know me personally. Uh, I do love a fair bit of prog rock or progressive rock. So um, for those that don't know what progressive rock is, just a quick refresher. It's just a terminology that was used in the early 70s, which means it's a music that form that's different to anything else. More um, textured, layered interesting it was just a, a pull away from the the rock and roll the glam scene of the early 70s uh, the sort of um thoroughness of pop people wanted to bring you know the nuances of classical music and their classically trained musicianship to um, rock and roll and to guitar drums and bass and i you know perfectly fine by me and some of it worked and some of it didn't there's some of its pomposity some of its um uh, noodly nuttiness and some of it's you know absorbing wonderful uh life affirming and life changing um i.e as you might know if you listen to my shows my thoughts on genesis lamb lies down on broadway this particular week we're going to be talking about stephen wilson's fourth solo album now stephen wilson originally was with porcupine tree he does a lot of musical um Things. I'm not going to go on about everything he does there, but most people will know him from the uh, Porcupine Tree and his solo career. Now, he is a musical auteur, okay? So uh, he basically dabbles with everything. His mind is a constant wash, a thickness, a layer of musical notes. Intrinsically, that's all his um, soul, I think, brings. Like, not that, I'm not saying he's not, other things that he does but that is what he's his whole life is is wrapped in and you can tell that it's by his music that he plays that he writes 
still listens to. He's not just going, right, I'm only listening to heavy metal now. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm going to play. He has fingers in every pie, okay? One of the reasons why he loves prog so much, I think, is because of that ability to dabble in all forms of music uh, that is at hand to him. I think he's the kind of guy that thinks, I don't need to be tailored down to one spot, right? I'm going to make, this is, right now, this is what I feel um, emotionally. Now, he is a bit, he is known for, he's being a darker, uh, morose, I mean, even he admits that he doesn't do happy songs. Um, not because he's a dark person, I just think, I think that that's the way his musical mind works um, in that sort of, I, some people, um live on the buoyant light side of life others live in the middle and some on the dark side and some traverse all three um, if you're lucky to be one of those people and I think he is one of them he finds more interest in the borders the liminal borders between dark and light um, and the and his I don't think he finds although some later stuff he's done some of the more sort of disco-y ABBA based stuff um, is lighter, poppier, because he does love a bit of pop. But this album, Hand Cannot Erase, uh, his fourth studio album, uh, came out in 2015. Um, and I have to say, um, I've listened to this album. I was very lucky. I, with my friend, good friend John and Parksy and Mark, um, saw this him play this tour at the um, Metro in Sydney. And... To say it was life-changing, I think is an understatement, to be fair, listeners. Truly, truly, was... I can imagine now how people felt when they first saw Floyd or Genesis or, you know, any band that's um, musically... Um, I don't know. It could be anyone, even the piss... I mean, anything. It's just people that... If it changes your life, you know, musically... I mean, Black Sabbath was the one first, originally with me uh, in 1989 but this one here was just joyous in every way I'd come across Stephen Wilson when he was working with Fish on uh, the Sunset, Sunsets on Empire album then I moved into his Porcupine Tree stuff um, go back in my series you might find if you go delve back you'll find I did a review for um, uh, Fear of a Blank Planet which is my favourite um Porcupine Tree album. I also did their last album as well, uh, which was the first for many years with Wilson. But this album here, so it's not a concept album. So he is he he wrote a prog album, The Raven. Um, cannot sing is that is uh, truly progressive as a concept of a prog album. Uh, it's actually the Raven that refused to sing. Sorry, I'll get that right, listeners. Um, that's an album for another episode. That takes a lot of listening to. Uh, but this is Hand of Canada Rays. Um, it's not a concept album as such. It has an overriding concept, of which I have only of late discovered. Uh, I've listened to it dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Um, but I've I've always thought of it as one overriding story. And then I, I sat down with it, with this, uh, in a cafe... Um, with a cup of coffee, a pencil and a pad of paper and quietly let it run over me again. And I really felt that now I've found the true meaning of the album. 
um, for me. I mean, as I said, when I've said this before, when you're reviewing music, particularly conceptual music, what the concept of what the artist writes and portrays and what you 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 know think it is could be different and that's wonderful because it's what you perception was your perception of the lyric and of the musical um interaction this is what's wonderful about music in general and prog in general right uh, it just gives you it is there's more than just one interpretation and it's a straightforward you know I want to hold your hand or you know something like that then fine but in the more complex music that we all like to well most of us like to delve into um we do need to think that it that one interpretation so if you if i interpret this song in one way and you disagree with me that's perfectly fine please i'd love to hear your opinions don't feel that it's um what i don't want is people to sh get angry and say this is not what it means because it's what it means to you right and then what it means to me i will never disagree what it means to you um it's the same way that um scholarly academics um you know over the bible and the torah and the and the um and the quran when they sit down and discuss um re religious text it it should it should be personal interpretation not literal interpretation right anyway so this album's overriding concept for me if that i've worked out is loss all right loss as i said stephen wilson is a a lover of um a lover of, of all the sort of sadness and darkness of life and it is a, an album loss it's still f don't go oh my god i'm going to not listen to this album i don't need that um it does have uplifting moments it's musically oh i don't i don't i it it, it brings me to tears um it 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 wakens me up it's soporific it's soporific it's moving it's generous it's stark it's cold it's powerful it's intrinsically as a musical form not taking the lyric away um a huge piece of music um now it's got some amazing musicians on this album um i'm going to give you I'm not going to tell you every track they play on because I think what will happen is that it will get the whole episode will just be me explaining that. So I'm going to tell you the names of the of, of the people on it and what they do basically. Okay, you've got Stephen Wilson. Obviously, he's doing lead vocals. He's on the Mellotron, which is a keyboard. Okay, um, bass, guitar, banjo, Hammond, dulcimer. It is the programming and the shaker and effects. Okay, Guthrie Govan, brilliant guitarist. Um, basic plays on one, two, three, on most tracks. Lead guitarist on two. Nick Beggs, a wonderful Nick Beggs. Um, Sir Nick Beggs, as I would like to get him knighted. Plays bass on uh, on two tracks. Also plays Chapman Stick on four tracks. Backing vocals on five tracks. You got Adam Holtzman on piano. Now, amazing Adam Holtzman. Um, plays Hammond organ, Celeste, Fender Rhodes, and a Wurlitzer. Also a Moog Voyager synthesizer, which I've seen him play live, which is unbelievably amazing. And Marco Miniman's on drums, um, only on three tracks actually, which is interesting. But then you've got additional musicians. We've got uh, Chad Walkerman on some drums on track ten. We've got Dave Gregory of XTC on a few tracks. Theo Travis, the amazing um, sort of jazz musician on baritone saxophone and flute. You've got Catherine Begley on spoken word. You've got Leo Blair solo vocals. 
Um, you've got London se se uh, Session Orchestra on strings, and of course, the beautiful Nanette Tayeb on um, three tracks, which I'll talk about later on. So it's it's incredibly well, it's a, it's a piece of um, a musical wonderment, right? It's right off the track there alone. That alone should draw you in and go, I've got to listen to this. But it's not, beware listeners, it's not, don't, get me wrong i don't want any of these people but my fa fans you know listeners going oh my god oh my god it's progs that means it's going to be you know noodly noodly and then i can't get into it no not at all it's very very accessible it, it yes it is a complicated music yes but when we listen to heavy metal don't we listen to the show and that can be complicated music so just take your um you know you, you take a moment do what I do, sit down quietly somewhere with it, have a hot bath with it, I do. As I said before, I lie down in the bed with the lights off, just a noise-cancelling headphones on and let myself just get washed over by this music. And it's possibly the most... It It, it is almost... Um, I don't know. I feel it's almost like a religious experience for me. I feel transcendent when I listen to this type of music. And this particular album, and I... You know, I'm going through a bit of a, a rough patch at the moment mentally uh, with my father, as I've told you before. Uh, it's not been an easy time for me and my family. And music like this really um, could do one of two things. It could send me over the edge or it could lift me. And I think it's doing, it's doing the latter. It's lifting me over the edge. And it's also pushing me sometimes, pushing me um, spiritually to... to, to try and cope uh, and where well, I am going through a loss moment I'm grieving for my father no he's not passed away because he's no longer mentally my father anymore I feel that I'm still grieving and therefore this is a very cathartic album for me so it starts as I said it starts off with the first song the first track okay like I'm going to do different here I'm not going to give you the lyric as I normally do uh for the songs I, I want you to to go and listen yourself i want you to see where you trend what, what how you feel about it okay but this is just my my snapshot feelings for it now when we open the track the very first track we open is first regret slash three years um now musically this straight off the bat um has i'm gonna tell you what i wrote this is what i this is what i heard um, influence-wise, influence-wise, in the first track, okay? I've got ABBA, Big Country, Tears for Fears. I've got The Beatles. I've got um, Rush. I feel uh, that that it, it bookends. It starts with this wonderful softness, goes through this sad lyric, and then goes this this brilliant, orchestrated, um, stabbing, um, light motif that wraps in through the the keys, the drums. Minimum on this is just bloody ridiculously good, um, you know. And uh, you know the bass, whether it's Nick Beggs or it's uh, Stephen Wilson, it just is just incredibly um, powerful. Now lyrically, I think this one is about several things it's called regret so it's based there's two tracks first regret and three years first regret is a is a is for me is a solo-y kind of the music part of it it's basically just the 
orchestrated part, which is, it, it goes on for about three or four minutes. It's just, it, it, it's operatic in its scope. Um, and then we move through to three years. Now, three years lyrically is interesting because I originally took it as a, um, a lyric about uh, loss of um, uh, sexual vigor in a relationship and therefore one either the man or the female, man or the woman of the relationship, or the woman or the woman or the man or the man, whatever your orientation is. Um, one of them leaves because he's not, um, he's not satisfied anymore with with the, the the physicality of the relationship that's when i read into it when i heard it originally because one of the lyrics one well, part of the lyric talks about that but then there's also there's a lyric in there about playground and you know looking down and seeing a hundred possibilities and sadness of walking away and i think that is the three years you know your child going to school and the regret that you have Time has flown and you're no longer holding your newborn and now they're in the world with other people and there's hundreds of possibilities that they can take and the regret that you didn't take those hundred responsibili- those possibilities. I think that's basically where that and the loss, when I was talking about loss before, I think it's the loss of um, your youth, actually. The loss of youth, the loss of possibilities um, now that you have a child and you have to do the right thing by them uh, and your family. It's also again the loss, possibly of the of the physicality of a relationship. Um, and there's your regret, and your three years later. Now that's what I read into that song. And the lyric is quite compact. It's not a wordy song. And then it crashes into a chaos. It erupts at the end. It's the most pleasurable, almost orgasmic crescendo to this song. Um, it's it's pure pure prog at its very very best you know it's layered textured motivating saddening regretful um it takes takes your breath away it doesn't give you time to stop the keys are pulsating the drum is moving um it 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 does feel like a transcendence into madness and then it just washes away just disappears and it has this delicateness to it as it thunders away that brought tears to me today um, walking in the sunshine listening to it that's what I did um, this time around I went for a walk with it and I had to stop I had goosebumps I had um, a cold sweatiness over my body uh, with it you might say oh Tony stop being so melodramatic but uh, if you've listened to my show before, you know this is how music um, touches me. And sometimes it touches me in a way that I, I, I just can't put into words, really. Uh, it's just an absolutely wonderful experience that you, you, I would just want to repeat over and over and over again. And I really hope that one day that I don't put this album on and I don't feel that way. Now, it could be, as I said, because of the way my mental state is at the moment, it's touching me that way. Um, and while it does so, I'm going to enjoy it. Right? Um, I'm going to take it on the ride with it. Uh, all right? And I think that it, it is 
Stephen will say this, and I've met, I've seen him, you know, in, um, recently this year, on um, a live show, a talk about uh, he had a we did a sort of he did one on one, and he was saying how it touched music, um, you know, for him is something is a way of uh, uh, of exercising demons in a lot of ways. It's not just it's not just entertainment, and I think that. It can just be entertainment. It should just be entertainment. Of course, it is. You know, we put on Abba Heart of Glass to have a dance, don't we? We don't put it on there to be, to, to 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 rapturize about its lyrical content, right? But sometimes, like all great art, um, we as human beings like to analyze things, and and I'm one of those people. And this really does it. It grabs me. Anyway, I've chatted too much, and I've almost and I've only got through to the second song. <laughs> God, this is a brilliant album. I hope you're enjoying this as much as me. And I really do hope that you take the way from this and go and listen to this album. And then, you know, when his new album, Harmony Codex, comes out on September the 29th, that this album hits the mark as much as the new one hits the mark as much as this one. I think it will. Stephen's genius is boundless, in my opinion. Anyway, I will... See you on the other side. I need to go and get myself a, a, a warm drink and uh, we'll come back for more of the same. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
Welcome guys back to part two of The Hand that Cannot Erase, a, a voyage into lost, loneliness, sadness and madness. Um, uh, as you would have picked up if you've listened to the first part, it is a very uh, interesting album that uh, I just adore uh, musically and um, conceptually. So sec the next song on the list is Hand Cannot Erase, the title track. It was a single off the album. It features Annette Taeb on, vo on vocals. She is a wonderful voice. It is um, a brilliant song. It basically... Um, it, the concept of the song is, for me anyway, uh, is about two people separating, not telling their family and friends, one person who wants to go and the other one that doesn't. So the lyric that says, hand that cannot erase um, this love, means that like it, just because you, you're um, signing the, 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 the um, divorce papers doesn't mean I don't love you anymore, right? Um, there's, you know, because there's always one side to every story, right? Two sides to a coin, if you know what I mean. And it's it's very interesting because it's um, musically what it sounds like, and this is how I've got it right now. I, I I interpret it this way. It's like two people having a conversation. That's what I wrote here. All right. Um, the voice. So one, the the lyric is one side to the story where you hear the Nanette and Stephen talking about you know singing the lyric about you know not telling your friends and keeping secrets and, and all that sort of stuff and then the other side is almost like the music itself is telling is telling the the other side the other person's story so Stephen and and Nanette are telling their side of the story as if they're one side of the relationship and then the music playing that comes in is almost saying in in a in a in a musical form not in with no verbal that the the other other person's side of the story i don't know if I, i'm coming across if you're getting what i mean by that it's it's basically um it's sad it's 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 inevitable in this particular person's obviously for these people's these people's story uh, of their lives of lo loving lost lost love and so on but it just seems to it, even flow it really does it ebbs and flows um, in a sort of uh, in, a, in a really it's one of the most it's probably the poppiest song on the album probably why it made the single uh, but it's if yeah if you know what I mean so like if you listen to the lyric and then it breaks into a instrumental piece and the instrumental for me is like the dark person the darker side of the vocal saying why they're leaving what you know it's like um it's like you know the people say you know like there's always the moments where you have in long-term relationships where you don't need to communicate to tell something there's no a non-verbal communication. The music to me on this track sounds like non-verbal communication. The beat, the the music itself is the silent, sultry, um, unhappy, uh, disenfranchised relationship partner in the relationship, and the vocal part is the is the more um, optimistic that everything will be okay. We can sort this all about. Uh, and you can't take it away by just underlying, you know, crossing us out. 
um, you can't take away what I feel. And I think that's what what happens with this particular um, this particular song. All right, it just has that sense to it. All right. Um, I've got to here. Sorry. I'll look at all my notes. Here we go. There we are. Yeah, that's that's basically it. That's how I feel about it. Um, it heaves to and throw. Um, is inevitable loss of love and life after the love that's gone um, in this song. Again, as I told you, this album is not a um, lightweight, um, you know, put on if you want just a bit of pop music kind of thing. It really is a little bit uh, darker, a little bit more tense. But it's a brilliant single, and this single off this album, um, I will link the video to it in my show notes on YouTube. Nanette Tayeb is beautiful and has a beautiful way of bringing the sadness and the pathos out from the lyric and almost in a beautiful way of sort of counterbalancing the the non-verbal silence of the lyric of the music the sadness and loneliness and regret that the music has um that the lyric can't portray and sometimes i think music can portray I mean, like like people say, you know, you can say some more with the look of an eye than you can with a full novel, right? Um, I know that's the case in my relationship uh, and my my marriage. You know, my wife just has to look at me in one way and I go, shit, what have I done? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like like anything. It's like, um, when, you know, even even sort of, you know, when you if you look at someone like in a more, you know, the, the come to bed eyes, as they as my dad would always say, right? Not that he would say it to me. He just said, women have come to bed eyes. Son, that's what he'd say to me. <laughs> Don't ask me where, like, why he would say that in a conversation. I can't remember. I just remember him saying it to me once. Um, I think he was watching her, watching her on TV, and he said, look, she's got come to bed eyes. Um, and I just remember that sticking in my mind. Anyway, we move from that to perfect life. Now this opens with a narration. Now this one, I'm going to be, dear listeners, is very, very important, a very per- pertinent to me. Okay, um, little side story. I've got four brothers, as you've heard before on the show. If you've heard me talk about them, we are very disconnected, all but one. And two brothers up from me. So one a brother up from me, Ronald. Um, he left home when I was eight, so that's 42 years ago. And I really, no, hang on, was I eight? I was I turning 11? No, I was 10, so 40 years ago, I was turning 11. And, um, either way, it's a long time ago, isn't it? And he he said to me that he would come for my, for my back for my birthday. And I stood at the doorstep that whole afternoon and looked out the window and longed for him to come back, and he never came back. And... I only saw him once after that, very sporadically, um, in my life. I just saw him once, and I regret. I have deep regrets that I lived this perfect life. Um, I do. I really do, listeners. I I won't deny it. I've got the perfect marriage. I've got wonderful children. I have a, a great friendship groups. I love my music in my life. I'm doing all right financially. Uh, you know, I have a beautiful house. I live in a beautiful country. 
I'm having I'm having the perfect life. Um, no no doubt about it. But there are things that in this perfect life that I regret and miss, and I would love for me to grab my brother Ronald and say, look, look, Ron, look at my family, look at my perfect life, look at my wonderful wife, look at my great, what I've done for myself. Because he always said to me, I mean, his last words to me were, Tony, you're the only normal one in this family, don't fuck it up. Um, and uh, it stuck with me forever and ever and always will do. And the lyric in this, it opens up this song with a spoken word. Um, it is about uh, sisters or brothers um, who are very close, get, that separate. Um, and it is about, I think, that I have the perfect life. I wish you were here to, to, to share it with me. Um, and that could go with anything. That can go with loss of um, family members. It can do with the death of parents. But that's what it, it, that's what that song is, and it and it does it 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 um it attacks me in a way that uh, um, there's another song um, by uh, Anderson Wakeman Buford and Howe called Brother of Mine, which does the same thing, but this it does it on a more personal level. Um, it's got swelling keys in the music. Um, it's got Adam Holtzman here is just wonderful. If it's if it's Holtzman, I've got to check my list. It could be Stephen Iveway. It's just beautiful piece of keys in here the rhythm section the drums it the, and the bass are the heartbeat of this song it's wonderful sing-along almost it's got a beautiful um this disassociated harmonies so like the harmonies are slightly mixed slightly apart and you get this sort of judge uh, sort of moment where it's not the same um and it's it it uh yeah it's all I can say, but it's just it. And musically, it's exactly how I feel. When I first heard this, I cried, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it now. I cried again today. Um, I feel like crying now. And I'm talking about it. Um, but anyway, look, that's that's you know we're all we're all um, human, and uh, we all have emotions, don't we? And and this is exactly what this wonderful piece of music does for me it it opens my emotions um in such a way that um yeah anyway um also just on a side note this new microphone i've got sorry um i i'm used to leaning into my old crappy one and sometimes i'll lean in so if i'm a bit if i get loud all of a sudden in your ears uh, i apologize i'm learning to use this mic um a little bit better and uh, when I get emotional, I lean forward. And when I lean forward, I do. I just noticed I spiked it slightly there. Anyway, I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, and then we move on to routine. This one is... This one's quite dark, guys. I mean, I'll say it again, but I really mean this one. This one's... This could mean a couple of things. Um, it's... She's talking about... And this is Nanette Tayeb again and, and Stephen Wilson. And they're talking about um, keeping the routine of life, you know, cleaning the clothes, hanging out the clothes, cleaning the sports shoes, looking for the runners, um, keeping the routine. Now, I don't know whether this is about physical loss. So they've this couple have lost or mother, wife, mother or father has lost a child and therefore is to keep herself from going mad with grief, flowing constantly doing the routine, 
because it just is what you would do um or is it about you know kids have left home there's no kids anymore they're not it's um like myself and my wife and a lot of people out there empty nesters you know but you you sort of feel you need to fill the routine void um it's laconic it's soul grabbing it has a beautiful ascending and descending bass part and it governs solo is culminating culminates into a into this what what makes prog wonderful um this piece of musical suite at the end is touching and sincere but powerful and moving and musically thick and di- delicious um the core the, the chorus that comes in at 2 minutes 57 brings in Nanette um and Guthrie and Adam and all the musicians in this wonderful swell of of um, uh, distance. It has a feel of distance, listeners. It really feels distant. It feels like the the, the protagonist. I know I know another long word, wheelbarrow, and the, <laughs> knows the protagonist is. You feel that the protagonist's sadness and loneliness and, um, oh, you know, just going through the motions because that's what you should do and that's what should be done and that's what has to be done. And I feel um, that the beginning is, is, is the wife talking possibly and at the end with Stephen, it feels like it's the husband talking um and you know i've been in this situation where you feel helpless when a loved one um and i still am now uh needs you but but can't explain how they need you and you've got to let them do what they do um as long as it doesn't harm them because what they're doing is 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 fixing them in their own way and keeping them from the darkness at their doorstep maybe and and this real this song um it does that along with the previous one um really along with along with perfect life these two uh are the the sort of the the cornerstone to this album i think they they, they two hold this album together in a, a, a musically and lyrically in such a, a sort of delicious sandwich of sadness in a weird way but but there's also positivity in it because isn't there there's a positivity that you might one day find your brother your sister your loved one and share your life stories with them and i hope that happens to me one day and one day you might um your kids might leave home and there is a routine but that routine will fade and you'll get find new routines you know same with same with Hannah cannot raise one of the persons in that relationship still loves the other person so there is still hope in their hearts but you know it's not happening but there isn't two levels of sadness you know um it's so dark I I I, I really do enjoy this sort of um level of 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 delving into this music this is what prog is all about guys and then we come to um 
Home Invasion. Have I got the right? Hang on, where am I? Am I got my routine? One second, oh, bloody notes. I sat in a cafe writing all this out, you know. And yeah, Home Invasion Regret number nine, that's right. Home Invasion Regret number nine. Um, it opens with the staccato, again, it's two parts. It's music and it's a lyric, two stories really, right? Um, it's quite, uh, Guffrey's, it's very heavy metal, this one. It has a feel of old uh, porcupine tree, almost like it could come off of Fear of Blank Planet. Um, it's, what it means, what it's about to me, is I, I picture this guy, girl, mainly a guy though, because for modesty's modesty sake, in their underwear, you know, sitting in this room full of junk food trash, him with three monitors, living his life vicariously through YouTube and Tinder, um, TikTok and um, websites, not leaving, not interacting. Um, and basically his home is being invaded um, by the external world without him leaving the, uh, and actually living life, all right? Um, stuck in front of unreal, unreal reality, right? You know, living your life as an avatar. I think that's how I wrote, that's what I wrote here. It's got a funky understatement um, that switches from funk to sensualness to simplicity, back to funk um, and heaviness. It's accessible. It's probably the most accessible musically on the album. Um, and it's it, it's a nice lightness after the last two dark tracks, even though the concept of the story is still quite dark, isn't it? Someone who's who's sad enough and who's introspective or may even have agoraphobia and can't leave the house and so lives like it's very much a portent to what we had to go through with the covid uh, isolation lockdowns um and a lot of people still living in that um meta world that they need to get out into the sunshine and live life and meet people but they're more comfortable because of their personality traits to be stuck inside and that's what I get from home invasion um, and regret number nine I don't know why it's number nine who knows why it's number nine it could be a play for the you know the, the Beatles uh, you know number nine number nine that play on that I mean he's heavily influenced by the Beatles and this whole album musically is heavily influenced by um, for me two albums you can hear in it you can hear um, Sergeant Pepper really deeply and you can hear um, great swathes of pet sounds by the Beach Boys as well um, and also Tis Fears as I mentioned at the beginning there's lots and lots of um, XTC there's lots of stuff in this um, it has a kind of a jazz motif um, that runs through the minute at 6 minutes 40 Adam comes in on the, on his um uh, it's at his very, 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 very best. It could be Adam, I said it could be Steve, but it's at this piece of organ work, keyboard playing work that comes through at 6 minutes 40 is prog in a nutshell. It is everything that makes a hair stand on the end. It's like listening to... Um, it's like listening to Yes for the first time. It's like listening to Genesis for the first time. It's like hearing, um, you know, Rick Wakeman um, and Tony Banks for the very first time and how you hear that 
the swirl and the stab and the and the power of of the keyboard that's something that isn't uh, uh, like um like uh, John Lord from Black Sabbath uh, from Deep Purple you know it's not just keys anymore it's it's multi-dimensional funky textured interesting it's not just you know scales it's it's depth more so than any other instrument on the album in fact and that's not saying that because Guthrie Govan on guitar is genius the solos that he wrote here a lot of them in the studio as they went he didn't write them down he sort of ad-libbed them and left them as they were on the album and it, it it's just wonderful um and i've got heaving swinging tragic painful beautiful powerful um on that i have i really have and that's and that's what i sort of pulled out when i was sitting down um you know um the the keyboards fold in a govan solo that it's soaring and searing plain madness it's crescendos into this usual wilson um subtlety and texture at the end you know it takes your breath away and then like a fast fairground ride it slows to the end like one like you know orgasmic crescendo yeah just peak and finish it's wonderful and then we, we go into a smaller sl- shorter song called transcendence um transience now i don't know what to read in this song it's only short um i feel it's about um family violence i feel it's about a loss of family unit i feel it's about um about not being understood by the family you know being a modern modern world teenagers not being understood by um parents that are older and from a different uh, different era that's what i feel it um it's very troubling in a long in a in a really odd way i'd like you to listen to it and tell me why you, if you feel it's troubling i feel it is uh i think it's troubling because of its shortness because of its lyrical content which could go either way um i feel it's a bit like saying i don't know i don't know it, anyway let let you let you listen to it and tell me what you think again it's it's quite a quick piece of music so to describe it musically is quite difficult but we then move into ancestral Holtzman again I wrote which means keys again right beautiful very dark ominous okay now again lyrically I read into this that it's about and again tying in loss with transience it could be a loss of of of, of your childhood youth not being understood by your parents um, ancestral for me feels like it's a uh, a story or a um, point at, um, and then please, this if you, I'm going to give you a little trigger warning here. You can stop now if you want, because if this is going to be upsetting, but it it feels to me like it's um, a, 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 a a written piece about um, institutionalized family violence. Okay. Um, ancestral, yeah, and it, there is a lyric in it. Um, okay, it's lament. It has. It's quite lamented. It's. It, it, um, it's. Yeah. Okay. The lyric says that 
that it reads to me that the mum doesn't see the signs of the violence that is happening and the parent says this is only the beginning you should have seen you should have seen it happening almost and it's the story of them running away loss again loss of the family unit loss of the love or the partner of the trust in the partner slash husband slash wife um with the delicate souls and bodies of the, of their children um i said sorry it is it is not a, um a song that um that i would want to uh, get a trigger warning i'm sorry if this is happening to other people if it is happening to you and you are listening to this there are people you can reach out to um in any country you're in it, there's always someone to, to help always there's always an institution somewhere there's always someone and family or friend that you can trust that you can reach out to um and this song might trigger so be careful all right um i just put haunting nanette taeb's chorus and harmony is just haunting it uses um this sort of strange textual underspoken word where it's saying numbers and i don't know why it's saying numbers um it just he's someone's muttering numerical scales underneath the, the music um it adds to the sort of whirlpool of darkness and sadness and the void in the notes um i did tell you that it um that it's not it's not um it's not a, a song for for me it's not an easy listening song you have to get through it um, and I originally, when I listened to it, I didn't really hear what I heard until I heard it yesterday and today. And, and it was just like, oh, God, that's what it's about. Um, it's it has a. Yeah, it's got a metal, heavy metal kind of sense to it at the end. It's very. Um, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, one of the trickiest songs to listen to. Not musically. Musically, it's it's beautiful. It's conceptually, I think, what I've read into it really sort of disturbed me. Um, but, you know, in a positive way that it does open up your eyes to these things that do happen. You know, it um, it does. And then and then we we move into the last track on the album. And um, we come to this fantastic piece of music, Happy Return slash Accident, ac- uh, Ascendant Here On. Okay. Um, I'm just going to get a sip of tea and I'll talk about it. I'm just going to pause a second. Didn't even hear me. What a, mass- what a fantastic pause I have. Anyway, uh, after the darkness of Ancestral, um, here comes the tears again, Tone. Um, hold on, strap in. The final track, as I said, Happy Returns, Ascendant Here On. Um, wow if you thought that uh, if I thought that I was going to be sad at uh, at the other uh, at, at, at the other song about loss of of, 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 my, of my brother uh, i.e. perfect life um, he really wraps it in the end with even more for happy returns uh, he's basically a letter to his brother to someone's brother saying Hey mate, um, how you going? Do you remember me? Uh, you know the rain. You can hear the rain pouring in the background. 
it feels like he's sitting someone is sitting in a flat house a room a hotel room a cafe wherever you want the rain pouring down and him writing a, a letter to his brother saying you know do you remember me do the kids still remember me you know um and I will read you the lyric. I said I wasn't going to, but I'm going to read the lyric because I think it's really important I do so. Nice piano in the background. Lovely ascending piece of music. Hey, brother, happy returns. It's been a while now. I bet you thought that I was dead, but I'm still here. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Hey, brother, I'd love to tell you I've been busy, but that would be a lie because the truth is the years just pass like trains. I wave, but they don't slow down. They don't slow down. Hey, brother... I see the freaks and dispossessed on day release, avoiding the police. I feel I'm falling once again, but now there's no one left to catch me. Hey brother, I feel I'm living in parentness. Sorry, I live in, I'm living in parentheses and I got trouble with the bills. Do the kids remember me? Well, I got the gifts from them and for you, so sorrow. And for you, and sorrow, but I'm feeling kind of drowsy now, so I'll finish this tomorrow. Now, I probably butchered that lyric, um, but it it what it's saying is, you know, I'm always I, I, I do have things to give your children. I've got nothing but sorrow for you. Um, I don't know what to do, and I'm going to finish tomorrow. Which means, really, this be honest, he's not going to. He's not going to send that letter. He's not going to send that card. He's not going to pick up the phone. He's not going to say hey how are you let's go for a beer and a coffee or a, a chat let's have dinner he's just gonna let the days go by again and find excuses in his loss his loss for his for his own you know his own loss of of of, of um his his loss of of the ability to 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 stand up and say i'm gonna reach out i'm gonna say hello um, because like my, my brother, you know, um, it's a two-way street, you know. I do, I have tried to find them, but the world is a big place, and if you don't want to be found, you ain't going to be found. Um, and there's so many people out there that will be listening to this now that will have the same issue as me. I'm not alone, um, and we're not alone, but it is a sad place sometimes um, to feel that you would like to reach out to your family members, ones you love, and even those ones you don't, just to show them what you're doing, what what's happening, and how life is going. And this is what the song does with this this ending of this album. Now, musically, it's just like the rest of it. You know, it's textured, layered, beautiful, soul searing. It is an allegory for modern life. Um, that Stephen Wilson's one hour and five minutes, I believe, this album runs for feels and it's why he's he's loved and loathed by so many people he's loved by us that understand his genius and he's loved by people that that are that are scared and jealous of his genius and i don't want to use the word genius lightly but he really truly is a musical genius he blood flows through his veins like blood like sorry music flows through his veins like blood flows through ours um you know, he's every living waking moment, I believe, if it's not filled with the love and, and, and thoughts of his family, children, wife and pets and friends, is filled with 
how to make music and to be different and to constantly challenge and change and this album unlike any other album he's done is is so layered textured and beautiful look the raven is a wonderful album is one of my favorite albums of his but this this stands alone as 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 a yes it's 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 challenging yes it's difficult to to wrap your head around sometimes but but when you do and you give it house room uh, whether it be on vinyl on cd download whatever way you choose to consume it you have to listen to it in whole it's not an album that you can go i'll listen to this as a single walk away may come back later on you have to sit with it for the full hour and five minutes you have to let it um go with you or wherever you are um, because it will it will bring up demons in your mind and it will expel demons in your mind and it will cause you to feel uncomfortable if you genuinely th- listen to it. Um, but there it lies his genius. There lies the musicality, the wonderfulness. And in, in these people that he's drawn together to play in this album, he's brought together a, a variety of musicians that bring so much experience um of genres and textures and life experiences and you know it's just i mean adam holtzman played with miles davis come on people i mean really i know that people say but nick begs only played with kajagoogoo yes it's kajagoogoo yes i understand we're not all too shy shy hush by to eye to eye all right but <laughs> he is a brilliant bass player. And as I said earlier in the show, please make him a sir. I'd love to partition to partition the king. He needs a knighthood. It should be Sir Nick Beggs, like with Sir Stephen Wilson. Um, he's just a musical genius. And uh, they all are. I, I love this album. I love this genre. Thank you for listening to me. I waffled on a fair bit uh, this week. And it has been quite a difficult album to... To immerse myself in, and I, and I hope I've not brought it, made everyone go, oh, I'm not listening to that, it sounds like it's going to depress me, because it doesn't, it really doesn't, it it will bring up, and it should bring up, um, thoughts, that's the beauty of art, that's the beauty of literature, fine paintings, TV, film, music, challenging, it's not all entertainment, it's not all laughing at, you know, someone being hit with a custard tart, or um, falling over and hurting themselves, is it? It, it is it is art should be in some way um challenging and this is challenging um but also entertaining as well uh, that's me for now please do come and um tell me how you what you feel about this album uh if it what it means to you if you've heard it or if you haven't heard it what do you think about it um I, and uh, i know it's not heavy metal but it it is hard rocking in places and it's challenging And I think you might get a lot out of it. Anyway, that's me this week. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for just being with me for this whole time, actually. It's been an absolute um, blast. And this particular episode this week really was one of my favourites ever to listen to and record. Um, I usually have to work myself into the day to record. Like, I have to get myself in the mindset. But I was straight at it as soon as I got back from my walk. I was like, yep, I've got it. This is what it means. So I'm really pleased about it. Uh, anyway, waffled on, waffled on. Uh, do leave me a, a, some kind of review. It helps other listeners 
um, find me. It helps the it helps the um, algorithm on Spotify and YouTube and iTunes. It sort of pushes me into other 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 um, people's realms, so I get to get to be seen by other people. So please do if you can do that. I'd really appreciate it. Whether it's negative or positive, it doesn't bother me. Anyway, talk to you soon, guys. Enjoy the album, and as I said before, if you if brings up thoughts that are worrying, there are people you can reach out to. There's always family, there's always friends, there's always a, there's always an institution you can reach out to, in wherever you live. Keep safe, keep loving. Chat to you soon. Bye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 